Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here with Liz Garner of the Merchant Advisory Group. Walmart has sued Visa over EMV implementation. And the way I understand it is that basically Walmart is saying that they should have the right to offer their customers a chip and pin option if they want to use that. Great. Thanks, Tracy. The process that we're talking about that is under consideration, the Walmart Visa suit, is called pin bypass. So what Visa has tried to tell merchants that they have to do is if a customer comes in and pays with an EMV card and the customer wants to opt out of entering their PIN at the point of sale, Visa saying, Walmart, other retailers, you should let them do that. Uh, there are a couple of problems here. One, PIN is much more secure. Um, so this is really a move by Walmart to show that PIN adds value to the customer and adds security to the transaction. And other merchants have been trying to get their customers to essentially enter their PINs at the point of sale as well. Walmart's not the only one. They just happen to be the one involved in litigation now with Visa here. There are other benefits to PIN entry at the point of sale. It helps protect merchants from chargebacks. Chargebacks are virtually non-existent when it comes to PIN debit transactions on EMV and Magstripe both. So there's an added benefit there, especially when you hear about the millions of dollars that are shifting over to merchants and chargeback liability post-October 1 EMV shift. I know you and I have spoken about this at length before, about the magnitude of fraud that's fallen back onto merchants in the wake of the EMV fraud liability shift. It was much more than a lot of retailers initially anticipated. Is this something that Walmart is concerned about? Do you think Walmart really is kind of taking this on as a larger mission? Well, I think that chargeback liability is a huge issue across the board. I've seen some of my merchants have over a million dollars in chargeback liability fraud losses per week with this EMV liability shift. And that's only in the card present in-store counterfeit space. Not to mention many of those businesses also operate online where about a third of the fraud is. And they bear the majority, if not all, of those fraud losses in a card not present environment. I don't know that the Walmart case is specifically related to sort of the chargeback dynamics, although the chargeback dynamics is something we really need to resolve. It's really about one company trying to tell them how to run their business when Walmart's trying to offer a more secure transaction for their customer. And I think having Visa interject and try to get in the way there is what the Walmart suit is all about, is trying to ensure that Walmart can deploy the best business practice for their business and ultimately for their customer to try to get the most fraud out of the system as possible. You touched on something related to the Walmart suit that brings in the question of interchange and having routing options when it comes to debit and credit transactions. Of course, we know that this has been a hot topic for quite some time. It's something that Senator Dick Durbin raised in the Durbin Amendment several years ago. Senator Durbin has now come back and said that he would like to see the FTC get involved in the EMV migration. And one of the points that he makes is that he doesn't feel that there are fair business practices there for retailers because they don't have a choice when it comes to routing. So yeah, routing is also very much at the heart of this issue. And routing competition is incredibly important from a security standpoint, from redundancy on transactions. If in particular one of the major networks were ever breached, it's important to have a backup option for routing. But it's also required by the law under the Durban Amendment that merchants are not inhibited by the networks in any way and having network routing choice. And that's what we're seeing develop here in the EMV space. Coming back a little bit to the Walmart suit before I talk about Senator Durbin's outreach to the Federal Trade Commission and to EMVCO as well, 
it's really disingenuous for the companies, Visa, MasterCard, and others who have in other countries launched major initiatives to educate consumers about the benefits of PIN, such as the PINWISE initiative in Australia, which was covered in the Walmart brief that was submitted to the court and the litigation. It's really disingenuous for Visa and MasterCard to come in and say, well, we want this for Australian consumers, but not for American consumers. And what that's really all about is a market share play. When any time a customer moves towards signature, the way EMV is set up here in the United States, Visa or MasterCard is going to be the preferred network that's going to be available to rat on. It actually is the only available network to rat on in some cases. So a lot of this does have to do with routing rights um, and merchants wanting competition because competition is better for efficiency and payments. So I think that's a little bit, in addition to security, at the heart of what the Walmart litigation with Visa is about, in addition to just not wanting to let Visa tell them how to run their business um, as far as them knowing that a PIN transaction is more secure and wanting to provide that added value for their customer. So coming back to the efforts by Senator Durbin, I think it's great that he is looking into the governance of EMVCO. I think there's some major question marks there as to whether or not it's appropriate to have profit-making companies bring EMV specifications to the U.S. It's one of the major reasons um, the way EMV has been rolled out favors a few parties here and not all stakeholders. And it's one of the reasons we've seen challenges with certifications, unrealistic timelines for getting EMV rolled out in the U.S. Also, one of the main reasons that we've seen kind of Visa in the driver's seat about telling merchants how they should deploy EMV in their stores. So I think it's great that Senator Durbin's looking at all of these things. There are some major concerns with the governance and organization of EMV Co., and having them take a lead and kind of bringing new technologies to the U.S., I think one of our biggest lessons learned from in the merchant community from this rollout of smart cards, this is 20-year-old technology, and yet we haven't done this well in the U.S. We're getting there, and we're going to get there. And it is one important security tool in the toolkit, but it's not to say all end all for security, and there are a lot of other efforts that are ongoing to better protect U.S. businesses and consumers you know, our, our one wish as we look ahead is that EMVCO really isn't at the center of driving the technology for all of these other items. So for tokenization um, and in particular uh, security technologies for mobile commerce, because I think uh, despite their best efforts, they've shown they really haven't been able to get a great handle on bringing that EMV product here to the U.S. Are there concerns about the FTC getting involved here? I think that FTC should get involved here. Um, and, you know, we're generally not pro-government intervention, but the market's not working. There's some real concerns about how the governance structure of EMBCO is organized and have a potential negative impact on American businesses and consumers, particularly small businesses, with some of the challenges with the EMVCO rollout. One of the things Senator Durbin pointed out in his initial inquiry to EMVCO was he asked them, is your governance structure and is your organization makeup in any way inhibiting U.S. consumers getting access to the most secure EMV products here in the U.S.? And, you know, it's our view that, yes, that is, in fact, one of the biggest barriers to us getting EMV with PIN here. Um, merchants have actually been very pro-EMV for several years. We've wanted to see it come to the U.S., have pushed for it to come to the U.S., but nobody envisioned sort of this partial solution that we've gotten with EMV chip and signature. Again, we've just heard from Liz Garner of the Merchant Advisory Group. For Information Security Media Group, 
I'm Tracy Kitten.